Podcast Magazine, the preeminent publication covering podcasts, podcast culture, and the podcasters fans love, is launching in January of 2020. Prior to launch, you can grab a free lifetime subscription at www.podcastmagazine.com. If you love podcasts, if you're a podcaster, or if you just want to stay on top of what's going on in this growing medium, subscribe now and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. Once again, that's www.podcastmagazine.com. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty. Welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with Richie O'Tay. What's up, my brother? What's happening? How are you, Steve? I am good in the world. Mary Goulet is out today doing her fun work in the world. And uh, White Way's holding it down in the studio with us today. I think you're actually going to be joining us and hanging out with us uh, as well today. I, I, I can always talk. And, you, you know, I, I appreciate that Mary is out there making up for our dissolute lives. <laughs> hopefully. Now, yeah, hopefully, right? And, uh, and she'll be back really, really soon. So... We, uh, we got a lot of ground to cover here on Reinvention Radio today, and uh, if you haven't checked out any of the past episodes, uh, certainly some of the more recent episodes that we've done, uh, you're missing out. We had a really, really good conversation with Bernardo Moya, uh, where we were talking about reinventing personal development, and uh, we've covered reinventing alignment with Janie and uh, Sabrina, and reinventing marketing psychology, and on and on. So just make sure that you do check out some of the past episodes here of Reinvention Radio. And then if you go way, way back uh, and dig in the archives, you're going to find, well, quite a number of really, really interesting sit-downs that we've had uh, over the years. People like Michael Hyatt and uh, Lewis Howes and, I mean, you name it, Pat Flynn. They've they've all joined us here uh, on the show over the years. And of course, we would love to hear from you in terms of who you would like to see join us on Reinvention Radio. Uh, do send your suggestions our way, and uh, if you have an opportunity to join us live, we do broadcast live on Thursdays. Uh, we actually do two shows on Thursdays from 12 until 2 Pacific. We do uh, our Beyond Eight Figures show, and uh, if you haven't checked out that show, check that one out, Beyond Eight Figures where we sit down with entrepreneurs who've either exited for more than $10 million or currently run businesses that gross more than $10 million annually. And we grill them until they share their strategies and shortcuts and so on that have uh, led to their success. And, uh, and then we also do Reinvention Radio here live as well. So you can catch those feeds either at reinventionradio.com or beyond8figures.com. And uh, if you are joining us live on Thursdays, from 12 until 2 Pacific, you can join the conversation as well by giving us a jingle at 866-977-2346. And, uh, of course, we would love to hear from you, and we'll go from there. So, all right, let's uh, let's do this. So here on Reinvention Radio, uh, as I said, we've covered a lot of ground uh, over the past good little while here, and, uh, and so I want to do uh, a couple of things. Number one, uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the episodes that we've had on in the past, but also number two, I want to uh, make sure that we get into some of the 
some of the current thoughts, some of the current thinkings around things, and we used to do uh, the sound off quite frequently here on the show, and uh, and so we're gonna do we're gonna do a little bit of this and a little bit of that today. Yes, Wade, please. Yeah, and I think the thing that ties both of those together is this is really often about thinking differently, mm. right? As you're reinventing yourself, that usually requires changing your perspective on things, you know, adding in some stuff, and so. You know, as you're going to get into some of the great guests we've had on, we just really want to encourage everybody, break out of your box, think a little bit differently, and see if that might lead to a better life. Yeah, well, um, it might. And it's interesting because I'm, uh, so I'm, in, a, I'm in a group of, uh, kind of a mastermind group, I guess, so to speak, that uh, myself and a handful of guys are in, we, we call it the Brotherhood. Really original name, but that's uh, that's what we uh, we call it. When lately, we've been trying to do some things around uh, books and uh, starting our own little book uh, of the month club kind of thing. And there is a uh, there's a book out called The uh, Science of the Mind. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Yeah, I haven't Have read it. Have you read it? it? Have yeah. you looked at it? Not yet. So yeah, really interesting. And I mean, to that point, Wade, you know, it's so reinvention just in its general most general terms right i mean it's just kind of about changing something about who you are and what you do and getting into uh, a, a new beginning or sort of a new phase of, of life a new way of being so to speak um, but at the same token when you think about who we are inherently and how we're naturally wired to excel you know it, it's it's pretty interesting and, and and i relate this back to the science of the mind which is you know we do really create our own reality so we force ourselves, so to speak, into this corner that we then have to reinvent ourselves from. <laughs> and yep. it's like, and whether you, and Richie, I know you speak to this quite a bit, but, you know, man, whether you're you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're unfulfilled or you're thrilled or whatever it is, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you create that, no? 100%. Yeah. I mean, there's triggers, Things happen, but it was like that was something that happened. Let's just make a scenario up. You're five years old. Something happens. You're feeling sad. You know, parent leaves, get a div- someone gets a divorce or whatever. And maybe there was a certain look they had when they looked at you. 20 years later, you're 25. Someone looks at you like that. You know, there are triggers. Yeah. But you, it, it's... 100% do I agree that uh, you create. Yeah. Well. Are you in Steve, disagreement? Yes. Steve, we're going to have to change my name from White Wade. Uh-oh. To, okay. We're going to change it. To Captain Contrarian. Captain. Okay. That's fine. Let's do it. Right. Uh, so. I, I, I'm always going to. Uh, I'll argue either side of the argument, whichever one is in opposition to what you're talking about. <laughs> <So> contrarian. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Bring it because that's, yeah. you know, that's what we do here. <laughs> exactly. So I encourage everybody as you're looking up these books and everything on YouTube is a uh, I think he's up in UCLA um, gentleman named Robert Sapolsky. And you can do on YouTube Robert Sapolsky. He does the biology of behavior mm. and he's pointing out how all these chemical things that are built into us can influence things now we get into this area area of epigenetics okay maybe you started out with this and through experience you did have an altering uh 
thing. So, you know, nature, nurture, and kind of the combination of the two. But just as an example, one of the main points he makes, you know, people said, as we look back at the horror of lobotomy and went, how could anyone in medicine have thought that was a good idea? What would be the equivalency? And he's saying us locking up people for, you know, bad behavior that was actually genetically or chemically or, you know, genetics through experience hardwired into them. And we don't appreciate enough how much that chemical, uh, Rich, what you're saying, we're a sack of chemicals? Sack of chemicals that thinks about thinking. <laughs> exactly. So how much that sack of chemicals actually influences us that in some ways maybe we have to overcome. So just again, I just again, found this guy so on wait, YouTube. So wait, I'm totally confused. So what are you saying? So this guy on YouTube. No, what are you saying? Says <laughs> we're influenced by the chemicals in our environment and our genetics that predispose us to things. So he's a fan of what is your what? So you're saying nurture does not win. This is all about no, nature. Nature that, wins. That, that nurture has to overcome nature, and we can't pretend there is no nature involved. And I know neither of you are saying that. But And mostly it's just to plug this guy. You know, again, go on YouTube. You get an affiliate kickback I know, right? Are you getting paid on this thing? What's going on here? So I, I, I should, but I love finding amazing. Change your way of thinking. Well, there is the biology, biology of Belief, right, which is um, another book. And I know a lot of people have talked about this over the years, and, I mean, it's not a new conversation. But what, what is interesting is I think if we, if we look generally at, uh, at our lives and we look back in terms of all the things that we've experienced and what's happened and, and when we've been backed into a corner or whatever it might be and we, quote-unquote, need to reinvent ourselves, the question really becomes then, did that happen to us? Did that happen for us? Was, you know, in, in, in the scheme of things, how lucky are we, right? In, in terms of we have the, I mean, we live in the, the greatest country in the world, regardless of who is sitting in one particular building in one particular place. I mean, it's still the greatest country in the world in terms of you don't have people telling you what to do. You don't have people banging on your door telling you, hey, you got to go do this, I guess, unless it's the landlord and you haven't paid your rent. But, you know, reality is if you if you don't, uh, let's just say you, you're an entrepreneur and you don't find success with being an entrepreneur, I mean, here in, in the United States, we actually reward failure, so to speak, from the standpoint of there are laws that protect you. I mean, you have bankruptcy laws in place which basically say, you know, hey, you, you gave it a try, it didn't work, we're not going to let you hit complete rock bottom, we're going to try to help you out here, right? So so reality is, though, it's the, the meaning that we put behind all of these things that happen that really drive us as, as human beings. For those of you who are familiar with uh, landmark education and some of the things that they teach there, you know, they, t they talk about how we are meaning-making machines. It's one of their uh, phrases that they use. And, and, and I will say that it's, you know, it's, it's a really interesting way of looking at, at life and mm -hmm. business for that matter as well. But, yeah, and this is especially for those of you who have kids, just trying to help your kids understand that nothing is inherently good, nothing is inherently bad. It just completely is whatever the meaning is that we assign to it.
nothing is good or bad except thinking. Or what what was Shakespeare's? Yeah, right. What That's it, uh, that is not a. You're not going to get some, a, get a Shakespeare quote out of me. Something like that. And, no such thing as good or bad except thinking that makes it so. Something like that. Ah, that's pretty close. It's, I think I've heard that one before. Some, something similar. But it's it's funny that you bring it up in that way. Um, that's kind of what the sack of chemicals that thinks about thinking is really saying. We just yeah. think about it and give it meaning. But this is where the other little Richieism comes in that I call microscopes and telescopes. It just depends on what you're focusing on and how long you're focusing on. Mm. You know, we could, you can make a saint look like a sinner and a sinner look like a saint if you focus on one particular thing and position it in a certain way. Yeah. Well, we, we're doing that 247 in our own mind. We're doing, and we're doing it certainly as a culture right now for sure. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because my, uh, so a good friend of mine, uh, he, he was suffering for a couple of days from like acid reflux and just had this crazy indigestion and, and it was, there was no slowing down. There was no signs of relief going on there. And he began thinking about, can I heal myself from this affliction? Does does the body have the power to to heal itself, right? And am I giving this this acid reflux, this feeling of indigestion, too much control, so to speak, over where I'm at, how I'm feeling, what's going on in my life? And can through conscious thought and through just effort of focusing on that indigestion and working with it to heal and go away can i make it go away on its own he was able to do that now was that just simply a reflection of it had run its course and it was done whatever it was that was causing that you know or do do we even have that ability right i mean because again it's it's belief if you believe that your life sucks and everybody's against you and you know no one's on your side you know the whole world is is working in this big conspiracy to make your life hell, well, then that's what you're going to experience, right? I mean, that's kind of going back to the law of attraction and some of those principles. But I don't know. I mean, is, I, I can certainly see that from a, from, a, uh, from a mental perspective, so to speak, in terms of what we believe to be true is. Mm-hmm. But from a physical perspective, we can change our thinking. Can we change our, you know, our, our body in terms of what's going on inside i think so i think our mind the more science comes out the more our our mind is the greatest pharmacy on the planet Mm. um how to make it how to concoct it you know yeah that's a whole nother story but there's more and more every day coming out that the way we think can either be medicine or poison Mm. yeah wade what are you jumping out over there but hey Again, I'm going to kind of take a middle road. Um, it's fascinating. Whoa, 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 You said you were going to... Yeah, you have to be contrary. contrary. Right, yeah, right. You can't take a middle well, road. Well, 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 okay. Because it's kind of a little... It's like a Chinese uh, menu. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and definitely, if people want to go research gut biome and how much the chemicals in our gut influence things. But it's like, um, can I, through my mind, fix acid reflux? Maybe. Can I, through my mind, fix a fractured femur? Maybe not so much. Yeah, right. Right? 
And so the perfect example, I think, is say somebody wants to play basketball, right? You want to go play basketball and you're 30 pounds overweight, you can go out and make yourself, you know, the right weight. But if, so, if your coach said, okay, I need you to go grow six inches. Yeah, that ain't happening. Right, isn't happening as much. However. Not at all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> not right. even as much. <laughs> not at all. However, you may not be able to make yourself grow six inches, but go tell, what was the dude's name, Muggsy Bowles or whatever? Yeah, Muggsy Bogues. M- Muggsy Bogues, that you're too short to play basketball. Yeah. He couldn't make himself six inches taller. No, but he could dunk but, like crazy. But he could go, okay, within this these boundaries yeah. how much can attitude power me through so again a little bit of column a a little bit of column b yeah genetic freak when I mean, that kid was five three and just uh, just soaring but it, it you know and it's also interesting in terms of being able to tap into however much of our of our brain on a daily basis that we've been conditioned to tap into you know from the standpoint of one of the things that we don't do a really good job of, uh, of teaching or at least figuring out how to do in, tr- in a traditional sense is, is tapping into so much more of the brain power that exists. I mean, I, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I know just on average we use a very small percentage of what the brain is, is capable of. So it's, it is interesting when you, when you look at what happens when you start using mind-expanding drugs. You know, like marijuana is a perfect example. You know, marijuana opens up pathways to creativity that you can't, some people can't, access without it. You know, I was even thinking about um, the LSD thing because uh, I had done a, a very small, I don't want to call it a microdose because it didn't feel like a microdose, but a very small amount of, LSD uh, about a month ago or so, and man, I tell you, it's like just this little, tiny, tiny, for those of you who are unfamiliar with how it's a typical serving is, I guess, of LSD, it's like just the most, like if you can think about the um, uh, the eraser on a, on the ba- right on the back of a pencil, right, and how big that is, basically it's a, it's a piece of paper so it's a little square that's about that size. Well, I did half of that in terms of just put that one little piece of paper in my mouth and under my tongue and let it sit there and dissolve, uh, though it's paper, it doesn't really ever dissolve. Now, I chose to eat the thing because it was just you know a ridiculously small piece of paper. But again, if you think about the eraser on a pencil, and how small that is, and then put that in square form, and then cut that in half, and put that under your tongue to to have the effect that it had. It was pretty, I mean, just, floor, it floored me, really. Yeah. I mean, just not in terms of, uh, like, well, yeah, I guess there were times during the day where I was literally on the floor. But, you know, in terms of the, the effect, and the impact of, and, and honestly, I don't know enough about it to even know what that piece of paper is dipped in. Do right. you know? Does anybody know? That's the LSD. Yeah. But what the, is the, that? Is it a chemical? Is oh, it, yeah. Uh, LSD is a chemical. Like, it, what, it's a what is it, though? Well, that's the short 
name for yeah, it. Lytrosidatic <laughs> yeah. acid or something Oh, really? Like that? that. Is, okay, yeah, so that, that, it literally yeah. stands for whatever that chemical is. For, for what that chemical is. And, and I would say um, I can't recommend eating four tabs and going to a David Bowie concert. Did just, you do that? Just, just so, something that I'm just going to, you know, mention. Do not eat four tabs and Holy. go to a David Bowie concert. Yeah, like that. That that would be a that would be an awful trip. Like you would you would be sick. Well, you you would do something I don't know. Maybe like pace around the entire concert venue for three hours. Oh man, yeah. And How get long super did it last sick. you? So so we started around ten in the morning, and I got home around eight p.m. or so, and and it was still uh, feeling it a little bit. For sure, um, not enough so that uh, it prevented me from driving home, which probably in hindsight wasn't the <laughs> best idea. But you know, but at the same token, I think you can't go in retro. What could go wrong now? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. but at the same token, it wasn't you know it wasn't still strong enough that I that I couldn't drive. But it it absolutely until probably. 6 p.m. or so, it was still pretty darn like, whoa. And so the point only being, just that little bit of, again, whatever that that chemical actually is, uh-huh. such a small amount. What? And it, it takes your brain and your thinking in, in ways that we just don't, we don't learn. Well, that begs the question, like, are sometimes, so let's think about meditation for a second. I'll come back to the question. Meditation, people are saying they get more out of doing less, right? Not less meditation, but less thinking. Sure. And then a little, you know, a couple minutes ago, we're talking about how much more we could do if we could use our brain. Mm-hmm. And now go back to this. Maybe some parts of using our brain is not about thinking but just allowing things to flow and maybe that's what that chemical does Mm because if you think back to a lot of the you know steve jobs and a lot of these people that have taken lsd and talked about it they kind of talk about it in a way that it's it's about it's almost like something's coming through you more than you're actually thinking it Mm -hmm. um just to add in a couple of things first off just if anybody's thinking about this, it's a 12-hour roller coaster ride that you do not get off of. Not unless you do four. I mean, uh, well, that, that would have been like a lot more than 12 hours. But but, well, typically duration is roughly the same. It's just intensity of duration, <laughs> right? Um, and, you know, from what I understand, what it's essentially doing is just opening up all the pathways at once. So... If I decide to take some and go watch my favorite comedy movie, it's going to be the most hilarious, joyous experience. If I take it and decide to go watch a horror movie, it will be probably close to traumatic (laughs) because it is simply whatever amplified. And the, the last thing I'll just mention just as words of warning or, you know, whatever... Um, combine being in college with being in the middle of Oklahoma, bored out of your mind, mm. right? And going, well, what will happen if I eat this? Yeah. And I can say that after 
combining several things and thinking, okay, I've kind of gotten the experience, and then taking LSD, going, okay, I'm prepped for this because I've dabbled with other things. No, you haven't. Um, this is your mind's going in a completely different place, right? Don't let it freak you out, but this is going to be unlike anything else that you've ever experimented with. Yeah. Should we have a public service announcement? I know, right? Like, this is not a, this is not, we're not condoning the use of drugs here on Reinvention Radio, but we are suggesting that you do it. So I don't know how, what is that? How does that I can't recommend heroin, but it's always worked for me. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, look, the, the point being, as we, as we look at just generally speaking, how we reinvent our lives and how we try to go from, wherever we are to wherever it is that we want to go just the the it really just begs the question of do we already have the the capacity to do that we just don't know how to tap into it and sometimes it requires an outside stimuli or something of that nature in in order to be able to open up whatever those pathways are i don't i don't know but i do know that it would be it would be pretty dang interesting if we could teach our children how to tap into those layers of ability and creativity so that that is something that they could tap into. All I'm saying is that if we can do it through, if we can do it synthetically, then again, it begs the question, we can heal ourselves without outside stimuli, like taking, you know, whatever an anti, like, let's just say uh, with my friend who was uh, suffering from this indigestion. So something that would be an anti-inflammatory or something that would be an anti-nausea or whatever it might be, something that you ingest and him saying, you know, let me just go ahead and heal myself and was able to do so. Could we do something similar in terms of tapping into more of who we are and what we can do and, and the brain power that we have. Because, uh, again, it just seems to me like it, it's a very small amount of stimulus that is required in order to, to go in a very different direction in terms of what your brain is is doing and is capable of and what you are able to tap into. But I'm, I'm compelled to throw in a couple of things. One kind of reflects on what Richard said. A drug cannot affect us unless we have receptors for it. And typically, we only have receptors for things that we can self-create, you know, on some level. So to Richard's point, you know, we cre- the brain is the biggest, you know, chemical manufacturing plant. So there's probably something natural and so a story, you know, can't claim that they don't know the validity of it, but somebody like Ken Kinsey or, um, oh, I can't think of the Harvard professor that was well-known back in the 60s, Timothy Leary, mm. right? One of these guys went to, like, Tibet, and they took with them a vial of liquid LSD, right? The stuff that you're putting, like, a micro drop on a piece of paper, they got, like, a vial of it. Right. And they were seeking out um, Indian uh, yogis and such. And so they found a yogi or whatever. So the story goes. And 
without saying anything, he uh, tapped to the palm of his hand, right? It, indicating he understood that they're wanting him to try something. Mm. So the guy put out a little drop into the palm of his hand and the yogi went no more. And so they put out, you know, an appreciable quantity. The yogi took it and appeared to it to have no effect on him. And so the kind of the point of the thing is the yogis have naturally meditated their brain to a state that was mm. apparently somewhat on par with the experience these LSD proponents were going, oh, here, let's see if this shakes up your world. And they're like, no, I've already been there, done that, got that. So, yeah. again, perhaps through our own brain, we can open up these pathways with meditation and other mental training. Interesting. Yeah, and, and so, again, it, it just begs the question of what, our, what we're really teaching uh, our kids and teaching ourselves. And is there the possibility for, for a different process? I, I know that, well, at least in this, <laughs> in this particular climate, where you've got you know, such an anti-vax movement as an example, um, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to, to work any of this into uh, the, the mainstream. But, mm, you know, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity to do something uh, in some sort of... And, and again, I'm not suggesting that we do this at all for, for You're not kids. saying microdose our kids. I'm not <laughs> saying microdose our kids. But, I, I, again, I'm just wondering, like, from the meditation standpoint, like you're talking about, Wade if there are some sort of alternative ways of, of teaching and of development that we can introduce to our kids. Because, you know, reality is so much of what the kids are, are learning now in school is, for lack of a better term, irrelevant. I mean, you see this, you see this, Right now, I mean, with, you know, Olivia, I mean, it's just like, do you, do you feel, like, how do you feel about what, what she's learning? She's got a pretty darn good school. Um, they, they teach a little bit different there. It's not so much, like, rote memory style stuff. It's more team building, relationships, compassion, empathy. Like, yeah. just kids get to be kids. They build stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I know, I don't know if that's going to be the same as she moves up and there's all this other comparison and stuff, but I, I just kind of look at this as this makes me even think of our food and what we eat because that was just one piece of paper size of an eraser head, you say. Yeah. And half it, of that. And it had, all, yeah, half of that, <laughs> and it had all that effect. And so it's like, the chemicals and the things we put in become our body and become our brain and the experience. So more so the food becomes our body and our experiences become our brain, let's just say. Okay. It's a combination, right? You're going to – food becomes your brain too. But um, but to, to be a little like super meta here, like you, you eat a mango or a banana and it's – you can't turn, you know, how many years did it take to turn a monkey to a person, some people say? Through evolution. Through evolution. Mm -hmm. But yet, in a day, 
you can turn a banana or a mango into a body. You know what I mean? I by just, ingesting it? By just ingesting it, it just the chemicals break down and become you. Mm. Right? I know yeah. that was kind of weird. but Weird and but, meta. Yeah, it was for sure <laughs> meta. But, I mean, it's like that's what's going on. So yeah. the, th- the thoughts we're thinking all day and the food we're eating and the way we get that to be able to who, – who knows? Yeah. So here's a little joke. The, well, one of those yogis or one of those, maybe it was Confucius, I don't know, one of these guys. One of those smarter people you know, than me kind of guys. Your pinky's hurting you, break your elbow, now pinky doesn't hurt so bad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like sometimes it's just putting the focus somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your friend, maybe his thoughts prior were giving him indigestion and just thinking he could cure his indigestion got him to stop thinking the other thoughts that were giving him the indigestion and it had nothing to do with anything except thinking those other thoughts <laughs> that's very deep yeah and i and i right i mean so where where attention goes energy flows right yeah, look yeah. at us go here but yeah. I, i'm gonna throw stuff. out a couple more uh, youtube recommendations william hoff um is somebody that claims he can change his physiology through his mind and so he does things like climb snowy mountains wearing Wait, that's not shorts. william it's um it's something different hoff okay h-o-f yeah and Okay. Not William. He's got a different name. I know who you're talking about. Okay, I'm misremembering, and I'll, I'll, I'll correct myself here in a moment. I'll Wim? Check it. I think it's Wim, W-I-M. Wim, ah, uh, and I, there you go. Yeah, Wim, Wim Hof. Wim Hof. But, uh, you know, he claims that he can change his physiology. And then um, I always encourage people to check out Simon Sinek, and he does a whole thing about dopamine and all the, you know, motivational chemicals in our brain and the environmental triggers for them. And so there's stuff on YouTube that can kind of bring some great information to you. Yeah. I, I, and I have a recommendation to anyone starting a YouTube channel that you reach out to Wade because he can single-handedly <laughs> start bringing you some Google ad money. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> How much YouTube are you watching there? How much there? YouTube? You know, speaking of, uh, of YouTube and going down a completely different path here, we, um, we went to, uh, first of all, I had no idea who these people are. My son uh, just turned 13. And so uh, he, for his birthday, wanted to go to Los Angeles to see the Logan Paul KSI boxing match that was their rematch. (laughs) Oh, my God. And first of all, I mean, I've kind of heard of Logan Paul, don't know really much about him at all, knew nothing about KSI. Evidently, they had a boxing match before, and this was the rematch. And long story short, these guys who are YouTubers and evidently have these massive YouTube followings, they sold out the Staples Center. The Staples Center (laughs) for a boxing match. How much a ticket? So where we were, it was about... Oh, so you went... (laughs) Yes. So so for his birthday, we drove up to L.A., and this was on Saturday night. And they had some other boxing matches on the car, so it wasn't just the two of them. It was a whole night of boxing. It started like 4 o'clock, and I think those guys went on around uh, almost 9 o'clock. And so there were some world championship boxing matches, and so there was some good boxing on the card. Um, and then they were the, the main event at the end there. So... This is what he wanted to do for his birthday. So we went up to L.A. I got tickets. They were, they were where we sat, which was 
decent. It wasn't on the floor. It was about 10, 12 rows back from the floor. So decent, decent seats for sure. I think it was around $100-ish a ticket. So, you know, again, wow. these, are, these are YouTubers. Now, this joint was sold out. It was packed. It was unbelievably loud and crazy and... Couldn't find a Red Bull anywhere. Well, right. So there were um, a lot of other social media type stars that were there, YouTubers and some others, but mostly YouTubers. And when these guys were walking around, even just walking to their seats, like on the floor, people would stand up and cheer and, I mean, just go nuts. When they were walking through the the stadium itself like in and around the vestibules like you know going to the bathroom or going to get food or you know whatever there would be hundreds of people like chasing them trying to get pictures and just uh who are the sponsors um william hill which is uh a a uh, betting company so they they do betting right online betting and in-person betting uh, William Hill was the main sponsor. It was uh, it was put together by um, DAZN, which is D A Z N. I'd never heard of them, but that's you know it was that uh, that company, and then some other boxing company, matchmaker boxing, or I don't know whatever it was there. But I mean, it was it, it was speaking of YouTube. I mean, it was just it was insane to watch what was going on there. And I started Facebook and, you know, I started, I did a Facebook live. You didn't do a YouTube live? I should have, right? <laughs> so I did a, I did a Facebook live from my personal account and just said nothing crazy. Just said Logan Paul versus KSI, you know, boxing match live from the Staples Center or whatever it was started at the beginning of that fight and i started looking at the numbers you know there was a few people that were coming on it got up to like 10 and 20 and then it got up to about you know 70 and 90 and i was like wow there's a lot of people who want to want to see this and then i guess folks who were watching started to share my feed with others and you know i was just going to broadcast a little bit of this thing but I kept looking, and it got up to, like, 300 people. And now, if I do a Facebook Live, me <laughs> talking about God knows what, you know, if I get 12 people watching, like, that's a lot. 300 people, 400 people, 500 people. And my kids, are they're looking at it, and they're seeing the numbers there, and they're going, that's a lot of people, Dad, you know? Like, da-da-da, right? 600, 700 a thousand. Now I started getting to the K's. So like I I've never done a Facebook Live where it's the K, right? So it's like one K, and then one point one K, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's just kept just kept getting shared. I I mean, you know, how many people are connected to me? Well, you know, I've got a number of Facebook friends. And I'm maxed out or whatever it is. But again, just nuts. So by the time all was said and done, and it hit the the final stage there, um, where they let you know where they came because it went all six rounds. They came to a decision, and 
Now, it's a little bit of a controversy there, but after the decision, but right before the decision, which was right at its peak, there was like almost 2,500 people watching, which, you know, from my feed was crazy. Jeez. Just nuts. So, uh, yeah. You Hopefully, just, uh, next time you go live yourself, all those people will get thinking Facebook's going to be like, I, I wonder if they're still interested in this guy. Yeah, I know. I don't even know how that works exactly. If they can like it or you know like i don't i don't even know but you know it's um yeah it's it's just a, it's a whole different world out there and i'm uh, i'm 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 far from uh, from convinced that these guys are actually doing any sort of like real service to the world but you know they seem to be making great money and attracting a lot of a lot of certainly a lot of young folks who are hanging out on uh, on every word there so it was, it was just a really interesting experience and uh and, and just recommend that you know if you haven't uh if you haven't checked out what some of those types of influencers are doing and how they're doing it you know look at look at it because it just it's a whole other world that my boy exposed me to so, so, so yes so to sum up this uh episode yes sir um watch youtube videos, watch YouTube videos. and don't do drugs don't unless do drugs. you really want to yes exactly watch youtube videos don't do drugs uh, you can change your brain, you can change your life, and uh, and read Louise Hay's book. How about that? There we go. <laughs> you can heal your life. That's uh, that's the theme. That's the moral of the story. All right, my friends. For Richie Ote and White Wade, Mary Goulet, who will be back, I believe, next week. I'm Steve Olsher, and we will talk to you guys next time here on Reinvention Radio. Take care. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com.